Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Oreo Report. I'm America's least favorite cookie, Courtney, and today we'll be discussing goals. I'm sure some of you made New Year's resolutions this year. I know that I did. But I have noticed that more people have been avoiding resolutions this year instead of making them, and I'm sure there's a lot of reasons why. Some of you might just be avoiding setting resolutions because it can be difficult to stay committed, so why set the resolution at all? While others are probably sick of all these beginning of the year sales that try to take advantage of your newfound motivation. But I'm certain that there's a minority, or maybe even a majority of you, that just straight up forgot to set goals at all. Well, whether you've made a resolution or not, as Christians, it's good to set our minds on specific things and push to achieve what has been set before us. But we'll get into the details of that in a little bit. Now, I know it might seem a little bit late in the month to start talking about goal setting. Uh, as of this recording, it's the 21st, but um, it's important. It's an important topic during any time of the year. I want to take an in-depth look at what goals really are, if they're even in the Bible, and what our goals should look like as Christians. With that being said, let's define goals. So I absolutely love looking at the origin of words and how they're all connected. God was so purposeful in how his word was put together. The word goal is found in the Bible, but it won't mean much to us if we don't know what it means, right? So the word goal is a Middle English word of unknown origin, mysterious, right? But we do know that the word is related to um, limit and boundary. According to Merriam-Webster, goal has two really great definitions that I wanted to share with you today. The first was something that you're trying to do or achieve. And the second was the end toward which all effort is directed. In all of my research um, on the biblical usage of goal, uh, goal setting and goal achieving, it seems that most of the verses are related to changing your mind to subscribe to biblical standards, focusing on the kingdom of God, and striving for obedience. Striving for obedience is one of the hardest things that humans can do. It encompasses all three of the biblical usages of the word goal, not to mention that it comes with incredible challenge. Actively conforming ourselves with God will, uh, with God's will can seem like a daunting task because it is. It's impossible for us to do without the Lord's intervention. Fortunately, we have the Holy Spirit to help us along with that. It's encouraging to read passages like Romans 8, 26, which says, The Spirit helps us in our weakness, for we do not know what to pray for as we ought, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groaning too deep for words. Ezekiel 36, 27 says, and I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes and be careful to obey my rules. And again, uh, we see the Holy Spirit's intervention mentioned here in Galatians 5, 16 saying, but as I say, walk by the spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh for the desires of the flesh are against the spirit and the desires of the spirit are against the flesh. For these things are opposed to each other to keep you from doing the things that you want to do. With these verses in mind, what does that mean for the goals that we set for ourselves? So typical goals are things like losing weight, getting a boyfriend or a husband, traveling more, or even doing better at work. Uh, some of us set even more elaborate Christian-y goals like setting up a prayer closet, finishing the Bible in a whole year, or joining the worship team. Now, it's not that you can't honor God with resolutions such as these, but when we set goals with shallow intentions, they can easily be forgotten. I know that I've set these, all of these goals at one time or another, and it seems like I'd set them as goals for maybe like four years in a row. And every year I'd uh, set those resolutions on the 30th and they'd be left behind by February 28th. 
There are a select few that do achieve these goals, but most of the motivation for these goals are long forgotten, like the left sock in the laundry machine. So does that mean that we should stop setting goals? Of course not. Colossians 3, 24 through 25 says, whatever you do, work at it with all of your heart as working for the Lord, not for human masters, since you know that you will receive an inheritance from the Lord as a reward. It is the Lord Christ you're serving. For some context, Paul wrote this letter to the Colossians to encourage them to focus on godly things since they are raised with Christ. We have to make sure that the motivation and purpose that we have for the pursuit of our goals is not to please worldly masters or to have something to brag about, but we have to set goals that have eternal value rather than earthly value. One of my favorite verses is 1 Timothy 4.8. It says, For physical training is of some value, but godliness has value for all things, holding promise for both the present and the life to come. For context, Paul is talking to Timothy um, Paul is telling Timothy that people will be led astray and depart from the faith in pursuit of frivolous forms of piety. For some of us, our goal setting is made to make us look holier than those around us. For others, our goals can be done in ways that uh, make us feel like we're cleansing ourselves from the sins of the previous year. According to Paul, to Paul these types of practices are created with uh, deceitful spirits and the teachings of demons through the insincerity of liars whose consciences are seared. And he says that um, in chapter four, verses one through two. Though walking out our faith does not take effort, though walking out our faith does take effort on our part, there's nothing that we can do to cleanse ourselves. Remember, as Christians, we have a new life in Christ that is no longer um, shackled to sin. And we have to start acting like that. Giving into envy, piety, discouragement, and fear do not reflect the new life that Christ has given us. Yes, use wisdom and humility and discernment in your goal setting and goal pursual, but certainly do not avoid uh, living uh, in pursuing a life that honors God because it's hard. Please read the rest of First and Second Timothy on your own if you haven't already. There's so many great and um, practical applications for living out your life if you're a new believer, as is the rest of the Bible, but this section especially so. So how do we set godly goals? The Apostle Paul liked to use a lot of law and sports examples and analogies in his letters to help give us a better understanding of what God expects from us. In Philippians 3.14, we see Paul encourage the Philippians to continue to pursue Christ. As you read Philippians 3, Paul talks about all that he accomplished in the flesh. When you read it for yourself, you'll see that this man is incredibly accomplished and very important. But once he finishes listing his credibility, he says that none of it compares to pursuing Christ, saying, but whatever I had gained or I had, I count as lost for the sake of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. The fact that he rejoices more in the suffering that he received as an obedient slave to Christ than the accolades that he received as a Pharisee should be a sobering thought as we consider our goal setting and the pride that we have in our earthly accomplishments. Paul continues in saying, I press on toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Let those of you who are mature think this way. And if in any, and if in anything you think otherwise, God will reveal that also to you. Only let us hold true to what we have attained. Wow. <laughs> the greatest thing that we can do is continue our pursuit in Christ. Not only that, but it is a sign of spiritual maturity if we think that way. I think that's why goals that we set outside of the spirit don't feel as good as the ones, um, don't feel as good once we accomplish them. 
I hope that above all, this is your greatest goal for not only the year, but in general. Now, if you're reconsidering your goals or maybe you're setting goals as of right now, then I have a few verses that might help you decide on what you should aim to pursue this year. Colossians 3.1 says, Since then you have been raised with Christ, set your heart on all things above, where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you also will appear within glory. Then after that, we're given a list of things that we are to put to death, like filthy language, rage, slander, and so on. Next is Philippians 4, 8-9, which reads as follows. Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is anything of excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. What you have learned and received and have heard and have seen in me, practice these things and the God of peace will be with you. With these goals in mind, please understand that your goals don't have to be complicated. Creating goals that honor God doesn't have to be something like becoming a missionary, unless that's what you're actually called to do. You can set goals as simple as, I'm going to do a better job at keeping my house this year, or I'm going to be kinder to my husband and my children. Both of these goals are commanded of women, and both are honoring to God. If you have convictions that you haven't repented of, as in more than just confessing with your mouth and feeling bad, but actually turning away from them with your actions, then that would be a good goal to pursue. If you want to practice having more discipline, don't just pursue that with your body, but also with your Bible study and how you think and how you speak. And if your goal is to lose weight, great. Get rid of those pounds, but also get rid of any sinful behavior too. So I mentioned this before, but I want to mention it again. It's never too late to set and pursue godly goals. If you had some that uh, you set with bad intentions, confess it to God and change those goals immediately. Find verses that support your new goals and memorize it to help in your pursuit. And to close, I'll share some of my goals this year. Regular Bible study with my family and by myself, being a better homemaker and learning Spanish and Greek. Uh, So finally, I'll leave you with this. Uh, Please try to find other brothers and sisters in Christ to help you pursue your goals and find other brothers and sisters that you can help um, in their pursuit of their goals. The old proverb that iron sharpens, sharpens iron is very true, and I wouldn't have been able to achieve my goals last year without that sharpening. If you're not a part of a church, church, (laughs) a church, (laughs) if you're not a part of a church, join one quickly. Well, that's all for today. I hope that you all have a blessed day and I'll see you next time on the Oreo Report.